Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Holy Spirit, thank you. You're the greatest teacher there is. You're the administrator of life and godliness. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah chapter 43, we're going to major in on two verses of Scripture, verses 18 and verse 19. But while you're there today, verses 18 and 19, let me read to you another verse of Scripture. I, I, I'm absolutely convinced that change has started in September. And it's moving in. The, the, on December 31st at midnight is not when change happens. It's not the beginning of the new year. The, the new year it gets swallowed up halfway in. And, and you start to see that occur. So I'm not going to take much, much of your, your, the rest of your day. I won't do that. But I need to impart this to you about faith and change. But I want to read this to you. Listen close. Isaiah 43 verse 1 says, But now thus saith the Lord who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you, and I called you by your name. Not by my name. I called you by your name. God knows your name. You are mine. When you pass through waters... I will be with you through the rivers. I shall not, I, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Now watch this. He said He knows you by name. Anybody ever go through challenges? When you say, since you've been saved, since you've been born again, you felt overwhelmed. You felt like, how am I going to make it out of this one? How am I going to go through this? The only way you go through that is through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the answer for what we're doing. However, once you come out of a challenge, you must prayerfully consider any involvement that you had in your flesh or in your mind with what happened. We recognize we have a real enemy named Satan. We recognize that. You can't, ha- you can't say that you love Jesus Christ and not acknowledge the fact there's an enemy on the other side who's insane and he wants nothing else but your destruction. But thank God he's, we've delivered, we're delivered from him and he has no authority over our life. However, he's still out there doing with roaming like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. We recognize that. That's why we cast all our care upon Jesus, because we know that he cares for us. Amen? Now, here's the interesting thing, though. But once you do that, you've got to learn how to change. You must internally make changes. You either, two-way changes come. Change is either initiated by you, or change will be forced upon you. Change will either be initiated by you, or change will be forced by you. So you've got to recognize that. So change will happen. In the moment, you've got, you got to be willing to, to, to make changes. Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19 says this, Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new thing. I do a new thing. Behold, now. Man, last night the Spirit of the Lord kept talking about the word now. Now. It's happening right now. Now faith is the substance things hoped for, the evidence things not seen. In Isaiah, he was talking about something that was going to transpire. But ladies and gentlemen, it's already happened. So right now, every day now is. Every day now is. You and I have got to expect, right now, God is speaking to my heart. God's changing things for me on a regular basis. God's changing stuff all the time. God can make the stubborn heart, even at work, where they don't give you raises, promotions, where they don't like you, to change. Amen. God could change all these circumstances, all of these scenarios. 
Every situation that's happening, you could change all that. I remember my father-in-law telling me the story uh, that these guys took from the Mississippi River there in New Orleans, and they took the Mississippi River. I don't know if anybody here would remember that at all. And uh, they, used to, they used to use, in the days with the wagons, called an elixir. Anybody remember elixirs? They were like the medication of that day. The elixir cures all. If you're bald, it'll, it'll cure it. If, if you've got foot problems, it'll cure it. If you've got stomachache, it'll cure it. Just one drink of this, it'll cure it. They called them elixirs. And uh, so everybody was buying it from this one person. He had this stuff. And uh, so uh, it was just in a jar, and he would sell it. And so they said, what, do you, what is it? And so finally he came up with it. He goes, it's called Hadakal. And so finally somebody asked him, why do you call it Hadakal? He goes, because everybody kept asking what it is. I had to call it something. <laughs> true story. No, it's a true story. True story. But, now listen to this. It was water from the Mississippi mixed with syrup, mixed with some other items, and it was being sold. But it was being sold so much that another company that was coming up uh, uh, was being, uh, was, was their competitor. And although Hadakal had no healing agent in it whatsoever. There was no FDA at that time. I mean, it was just... They just, here, here's some medical. here's some medical. So somebody ended up buying it, a young company that was starting out, which we know today is Geritol. Now, Geritol didn't use Hadacol. They just bought it to get it off the, out of the way. But they ended up buying it to get it out of the way because it was competitive. So one was FDA approved and the other one wasn't. But everybody was buying the fake because it was cheaper and it was being sold that it cures all. So some people today are buying stuff in their spirit, buying things emotionally, buying things physically that aren't real. Amen. And then you say, well, uh, I had a pain. It might be cancer. Had to call it something. I have arthritis. Had a little joint problem. Had to call it something. So whatever you name, you claim. Whatever you name, you claim. It now becomes yours And it's marketable. And people will believe you when you say it because you're calling it it. However, there's something that we, that did, uh, a man by the name of Jesus Christ came along and said, this is nothing but fake stuff, so let me remove it and let me give you another name, Jesus. And you use this name, forget that other hat call, and use this one over here. This will heal you, deliver you, make you free, make you whole, deliver your body, make every aspect of your life will be made free. So, behold, I do a new thing. And now it will spring forth. And you shall know it. And uh, question mark. And you shall know it. Watch, and you shall know it. But it's interesting. It says you shall know it. King James Version put a question mark by it. And you shall know it. Or, in other words, and you shall know it. You're going to spring forth. The only way you're going to know it is if you're looking for it. I'm going to make a very important statement here that the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me about. Watch this. And even I make the rivers in the wilderness, the rivers there. The power of the Holy Spirit in you is far greater, now listen close, than any stress, pressure that is tried or will try to come into your life. And I'm going to say that again. The power of the Holy Spirit in you is greater than any stress or pressure that is tried or will try to come into your life. So you've got to understand that. So God is greater. So the power of the Holy Spirit. Now the gospel is the power unto God. 
So we have to have the gospel. Where do we put the gospel? We put it on the inside of us and we speak it with our mouth. Out of our, out of our belly flow rivers of living water. So you and I have got to recognize there is this awesome power that overrides all stress. It overrides all frustration. It overrides all circumstances. However, although that power resides in you, you and I have got to learn how to release it. And we release it with words of faith. We release it with joy and excitement. We release it with, with understanding that, that our God is an awesome God. He is a loving God. He is a merciful God. And this power of God overrides all pressure. It overrides all pressure. People put pressure on you. And years back, I remember years, years, years back, I was, I was dealing with, uh, with a, uh, a challenge with a, with a building. And the guy told me, once we got into it, he goes, you got to pay all my taxes, and then you got to give me $500,000, and I'll relinquish the property to, the, the, to you, and over and above what we already did. And I said, you know, I wasn't a businessman. I never went to business school, never did it. I wasn't really good at math, but I know that makes no sense what you're talking about. And he says, well, what are you going to do? Here's what he said to me. If you, if you don't take this building you, and you don't do it, he said, your congregation will follow you. So you're stuck. You've got to do this. Moment he said that, man, something went off on the inside. I said, "You have absolutely no idea who you're talking to." I said, "You can't back me up into a corner. There's no walls behind me, and there's no corners behind me." I said, "I serve a living God. So here's what I choose to do: I choose not to accept your offer. I choose not to do that in Jesus' name." And I hung up. I didn't wait for his response. I just hung up. That's all I did. I, I, I walked away from that. And I went and told the congregation what he, you know, what happened, what he said, and did all that. And I kept on moving. Sometimes you get in pressure points. You, you get in moments like this. You got to learn how to react. When these guys were small, when Brent was small, he was in the backseat of my car. I had, at that time period, I had a convertible. Him, Joel, and I had my nephews and nieces with me. And some guy rode a bicycle right up next. He goes, I saw you try to run me over. And he was cussing and using all kinds of language. And man, I don't want to go into what he was saying to me. And I'm driving, and then he, he got off his bike and leaned one way. It wasn't a motorcycle, it was a 10 speed. And, and he got off, he looked like this, and, and he thought I was going to get out of the car, so he was going to get prepared, jump off his bike, and we were going to get into it. That never happened. I said, Did you guys all hear him? I said, I said, I heard him. I said, I want to thank you, sir, so much. He goes, What? I said, I want to thank you for the life lesson. I said, turned around, I turned all, the, all of them that were in the car. I said, This is why you go to school. Because this uneducated man does not know how to talk. His vocabulary is so limited, look at the only words he knows. You can't succeed in life with words like that. I turned back around and said, I want to thank you so much for teaching these children to stay in school so they don't end up like you. I want to thank you so much. I said, because they will drive while you ride your bike. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? And then I drove away and he's still cussing. I was driving. He was still, I made him. I made him more uh, more angry at the fact that I didn't. I didn't activate. I didn't. I didn't get involved with his with all of the stuff that he was doing. So, yes, sir. The Bible said that uh, that don't get involved with a fool. Don't get involved with it. You can't help him. Although, if arguing with it was going to help, it, 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 he would never get involved with that. He would say, "Were you trying to run me over?" Well, absolutely not. Okay, well, fine. But that's not what he started. Yeah, I saw you tried to run me over. I saw you. You tried to run. No, that doesn't happen. So, today as you and I are... Now, listen close. I want to talk to you about coming up. Now, listen close to about these wordings. 
Today as you and I are... This is what the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me today, to this early this morning. Today as you and I are preparing for, to exit 2019, we must continue to walk by faith and receive God's provision of love, joy, and peace because there is a holy exchange waiting for you in 2020. There is a holy exchange waiting for you in 2020 that you've got to embrace. If you, if you don't exit this year right, you may hinder yourself from receiving what God's for you. I've got to read that again. We're preparing right now to exit 2019. So if you're exiting 2019, whatever challenges you had in 2019, leave it there. Start preparing right now. Just to get yourself loose of all that. 2020 will be a time of great change. This is what the Lord told me last night. It will be a time of great change. It will be a time uh, of great uh, exchange. This is what I'm anticipating. It's going to be a time of great change and a time of great exchange. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to it. Praise God for it. 2019 was the, the best was yet to come. But 2020, man, change is coming. It's going to mount up. It's going to stack up on what we already received, on what we're already doing, on what's going on in our lives. I'm anticipating in Jesus' name God's, that jobs, raises, promotions, increase are coming your way. What you didn't get in 2019, what was owed you, what was deserved you, is going to come in 2020. Believe God for the best. Believe God for the rest. Believe God in Jesus' name. What you and I have seen and come to know, oh, this is very important, this is what he said to me. What you and I have and I seen and have come to know as the daily norm has, has and must change. Man, there's too many people that have accepted uh, melancholy or mediocre living. And they've, they've reduced their words to that level of what's in their pocket instead of what's in the kingdom. We've reduced our wordings. We've reduced our praise to how we feel instead of what He's done. We've, we've reduced our emotion to the challenges of the day instead of saying, I have the mind of Christ. And because I have the mind of Christ, I do not possess the mind of Christ's. I'm above only and not beneath. I know I'm the head and not the tail. It may not feel like it. It may not look like it. But that's exactly what I am. He made me. I'm in His likeness. I'm in His image. I am what God said that I am. I can do what God said I could do. I'm a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things become new. I may not feel like it. I may have fallen. I may have not done something wrong. But still, I belong to the Most High God. He's the one who paid for it. And when Satan comes up and says, Look what you did. Look what you did. You want to deal with what I did? I want to show you the cross. Look what He did. Because that's where I rest my promises on. You want to mess with me? Mess with Him. He's the one who died for me. He's the one who rose again from the dead for me. He's the one who lives for me. He ascended into heaven for me. You want to mess with me? You got to mess with Him. You got to go through Him. Jimmy. You got to go through Jimmy first. You got to go through Jesus first. You want me? You got to go through Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost to get to me. Plus a whole slew of angels. Plus, goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. Plus, I'm blessed and I'm coming and blessed in my going. I'm see, I'm in the secret place of the Most High because I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say to the Lord, He's my refuge. He is my fortress. Why? Because the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. And I lack in no good thing. I will lay myself down and I will sleep and I will wake because it's the Lord that sustains me. Praise God for it. Amen. This is what I've got to do. So, don't allow this daily norm. I'm a Christian. Right. 
That statement right there is enough to defeat the enemy. Man, years ago I said this before. Do you realize Satan does not have a birth certificate? He's on earth and he has those birth certificates. So you can whip the devil with your birth certificate. Just put it, look, I was born here. You weren't. You fell here. I was born here. I have a name. You don't. You lost yours in heaven. Your name in heaven with Lucifer. They gave you another one called Satan, called liar, called deceiver. You don't even deserve the name you originally given. You lost your mantle. You lost your anointing. I came in with an anointing. I came in with a mantle. I came in with a call. I came in blessed. So what do you got on me, Satan? What do you got? What, what do you have? My Jesus went to hell and defeated you and drug you in your own kingdom among all your little imps. Those little demons screamed when, I, when the light of God came on the inside of me. And the Holy Ghost said, enough! Let him go. And my glory showed in heaven and on earth and in hell. And I whipped you and I took from you the keys of the death, hell and the grave. Then I drug you all through hell so all your little demons could see it. I spoiled all your principalities. And they were ashamed. But here, then Jesus rose again from the dead. Now, man, I can't tell you how long, how many times I think Joanne heard me yelling this out loud. I will, I will, I will do this. And this is what he told me to do. And, and he told me, speak it to them, speak it to them. So I must speak this to you today. This is what he said. Speak, speak, yes, speak. And declare the word because your voice will not let circumstances or undesirable things to rule you. He said, speak it, speak it, yes, speak it. Declare the word. Man, I was in my office yelling this out. I will speak it. Now, my father lives with me. I didn't know if I woke him up or not. He's sound asleep. I, know, I don't know if that's what woke Joanna. But he said, speak it, speak it. What's your daily speak? Whatever you speak, seek. Whatever you seek, speak. Whatever you voice is your choice. Whatever well, you have to dare to declare. You've got to learn to grip with your lip. Speak, yes, speak, and declare the word, because your voice will not let circumstances or undesirable things to rule you. They can't rule you. The only one that rules you and reigns over you is someone called Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Great I Am, the one who was and is and is to come. We reign, and because of our prevailing prayer that, that the frustration of daily living will not enter into our home or our life. Man, when he said that to me, I just shouted. He said, tell them this, tell them this, that they reign, and their words and prayer prevail over circumstances. I don't know what you're going through right now, but all you got to do is just change it. Father, your word works. Father, I love you. I know I feel this. I know I'm going through this emotion. However, in the authority of the name of the Most High God, in the authority of the name of Jesus, I decree, I make a statement, I speak, and I say into my environment, I will not live under frustration. I refuse to be depressed. I refuse to be oppressed in Jesus' name. Glad are the people whose God is Lord. I will joy in the Lord, and again I will joy again. It's called rejoicing. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Praise God for it. I don't know about you, but the joy is my strength. Amen. When the world says you can't do it, God says you've already done it. Rise up. Do what God told you to do. 1 John 5, 14 through 15. And this is the confidence we have in Him. 
that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. 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 And if we know that He, that he hears us, whatsever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. God hears you. God hears you. God knows. There may be a child that, that, whose name was represented on this tree who was crying out, well, I don't want to ask Mama. She's going through a whole lot. I don't know. Joanne and I, Joanne and I one time, uh, we were coming out. This is when we lived in Norwalk. We went to the Cerritos Mall. We are coming out of Cerritos. I'll never forget this day as long as I live. And, there was a, and Joanne and I were coming out. We were out of the Cerritos Mall. We were carrying bags, and she had some bags. And I saw this, this, uh, these, this, what appeared to be a mother and a grandmother. And a little boy had to be about six years old, maybe seven. And they were walking. And, and uh, he was falling behind. And the mother turned around and smacked that little boy in the face. The boy went down and both what I, what I assume was mother and grandmother started to kick that little boy while he was down. I dropped my bags and ran. They saw me coming and they took off running. They took off running. I got to, and the little boy grabbed me and he goes, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. I grabbed him. And then he said this to me. I'll never forget it. He goes, they don't know what they're doing. And my, script, my mind went to what Jesus said. They know not what they do. He climbed up my leg, lip, bloody lip and uh, sore. He goes, it'll be all right. Thank you, sir, for helping. Thank you, sir. He goes, but don't go get in there. They got in the car. They were waiting in their car. I can't imagine kicking a child. I can't imagine. I don't know what I would have done to them. I know one time I got jumped by three women and I knew what to do with them. Jumped me at a convention. And they were all dressed up pretty. All wearing nice little dresses. And they had two little children. And I'm sitting, they, they took seats. I won't go through the whole story, but they jumped me. And one of them wouldn't get out of a seat that belonged to one of the guest speakers. It wasn't our church. It was a convention. I'm overseeing the front row. I said, you can't sit there. I don't want to sit here. You can't sit there. They grabbed the chair, wrapped their legs around it. So I said, please don't. Let me treat you like a lady. Please get up. I'll give you the front row on the other side. No, I'm sitting right here. So I, I, I put my finger like this on her wrist, broke broke a hold on her, whipped her around, turned her behind my back, and I, I forgot the street rules. How many know what the street rules? You never turn your back. How many know that? You never turn your back. I don't care who it is. You never turn your back. I was, I was so saved, I forgot. <laughs> so I grabbed the woman arm's length and started to carry her out like this, and then I got jumped. All I saw, I remember, was red stilettos wrapped around my waist. The red dress hiked up. The woman was wearing a red dress. Jumped around, wrapped her legs around my waist, started pulling my hair. Started pulling my hair. And then what I did is mistake number two, I let go of the first one. So I did that to deal with this one. She started kicking me in the chins. And then her children came up and started punching me in the side and one kicking me in the leg. And the third one grabbed me between the legs where I don't want to mention and squeezed as hard as she could and all I could do was go, I'm looking over at all the ushers and they're all just staring at me. Like, well, help me. What? <laughs> they were having an usher meeting. There were nobody around. I'm going, and I'm like this, bent over. I got a woman on my back pulling my hair. I got one kicking me and I'm going like this. The other one grabbed me and went, ah, help me. I, had no, I went Bruce Lee on her. Oh, oh, yeah. I did every Bruce Lee movie I ever thought of. <laughs> every Bruce Lee. I grabbed it. Bam, boom, bam, 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 boom. Yeah. 
I did everything but rip my shirt off. I have no idea what I would have done if I caught these two women. I had no idea. I was, I was crying when I got back to Joanne. I've never hit my children that way. Yes, I've spanked them. But never, hit, never would have kicked them, got them on the ground. Kicked. I, I can't even imagine, but I saw it. I saw it. It, it, it happened. It's so interesting that, that the, the phase of what we call normal, what we call norm, when that woman bit the other woman in the chest, in the breast, and bit her at the protest in Portland, my father laughs because he goes, why would that woman bite her? It wasn't, it was a demon. Look at her. An MMA fighter from Portland took the woman down. She was so angry at this woman for, in a protest. And all she was doing was waving the American flag on Memorial Day. And she was, she was yelling at her. And so there's two ladies. And so the other lady jumped, the one lady turned her back, and the other one, she jumped her, and then bit her through her jacket, through her shirt, through her, through her sweater, through her shirt, in, in through her bra, and bit her and chunk, took a chunk out of her breast. You can't do that just humanly. That's just demonic. That's demonic. And then she took, she had blood all through her. The blood came through her outfit. She had blood on her mouth. So the MMA fighter took her down, put her in a hole, put her on the ground, because the police came. And, and, and my father goes, how did, that, how, how, did, how did she bite that hard? I go, that's demonic. A lot of what you see going on today, it's just not protesting. That's spiritual battles, spiritual warfare. And most believers can't see it. It's, it's spiritual. It's spiritual battle. It's demonic. When you see stuff that's going on today, and you see this, if you don't recognize it, see, that's why people, most Christians, they live the norm. And they don't recognize what's going on. So 2019 is going to give away to the next phase of this Christian life. The word in our mouth and in our heart is how we must and will release this year and receive the year upon us. We got to, there's, there's a year, it's coming on us. And we've got to receive it. And we've got to do it with words. Being led by the Spirit and not the flesh is how we'll welcome the gifts, assignments, callings, and wisdom in 2020. The year of great exchange. Remember, God is the one who promised his, in, in His Word that He would give you joy in the middle of problems, tests, and trials. Anybody, anybody have a problem? Anybody have a test? Anybody have a trial? How would you like to have Jesus, the Holy Ghost, your teacher, give you a problem? The world throws you a problem, and He gives you the answers. That's the way to get past the test. So Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. This is what He told me last night to tell you. So I'm telling you, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. I like Isaiah's translation of this. This is powerful, Connie. He said this to me last night, and he said, share it with everybody else. He spoke to me. spoke to me and Joanne. Then he said, tell it to this congregation. So this is for me. This is for Joanne and I. This is for my family. This is for you. This is for this congregation. Don't panic. He said, I'm with you. There's no need at all for you to fear. I'm your God. I will give you strength. I will help you. I will hold you steady and keep a firm grip on you. And he said this, count on it. Everyone who had, had it in you, everyone who has had it in for you will end up out in the cold. They're real losers. Isn't that powerful, David? Those who worked against you will end up empty-handed, nothing to show for their lives. 
So th- and then he said this, so thank, so thank me for it. So I, so I wrote it down. Thank God for joy and peace. All of this I'm recording. This is four hours. A little over four hours. So what I'm teaching you today is not four hours worth. It's what I could write. No matter what challenge you might face, say I will not become distressed. I cast any and all cares upon the completed work on the cross. And so now we're blessed and 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 uh, and uh, matter how burdensome, how difficult the problems become, we'll rejoice because this is our new beginning, our new start, our new page to record our victorious history. You've got to realize that you've been handed a new page. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.